Now the pitch to Alonzo. Swing and a miss. He got it. Luke Williams. Yes, sir. Forget about it. Hector, look at him celebrate as he goes to the back all by himself. Watch this baby sail. Oh, Bryce Harper. Alec, Alec Bowman, Alec Bowman, and Carl, Alec, Alec Bowman, and it's Carl, na, 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 Alex, oh, isn't the, isn't everything just such a better place when the Phils are hot, the Phils have swept the Rockies, I am joyous, the Phils are back, baby, good evening to you all, Alex, how are you, my man? I just want every person listening to know, I had no part in that, <laughs> I didn't, I was not made aware that that was coming. Uh, that was incredible, Dave. Uh, I'm much better after that. I, I, I'm excited about a sweep. I just got to witness a live concert from you. That was pretty sweet. I'm, it, it wasn't uh, I'm, pretty. I'm it wasn't good. that sweet, actually. No, it was, I, it was good from where I'm sitting. <laughs> Everyone needs a bit of KC in the sunshine. Brandon, pick you up, eh? Oh, my goodness. Pick us up. How, how much further up can we get? What, what a contrast. Remember that? before the Brewers series when we did the live spaces and we were, well, cautiously optimistic. You know, we just pulled a win back against the Rockies. We weren't sure. Ah, oh. and then the Rock, and, and then we shouldn't have lost that series to Brewers in all fairness. And then the Rockies come to town, 32, nine runs scored by the Phillies, about 30 of them helped by the Rockies, but only nine runs allowed. And just as importantly, only nine runs allowed by the Phillies. Where, do we, where should we start, Alex? Where, where, where should we start? Should we start with the hitting? Should we start with the, the batting side first? I mean, I think we should just give credit where credit is due and say thank you to the Rockies for bringing their worst absolutely. baseball with them to, to Philadelphia. Um, just an absolutely – I don't even – I've never seen a team play like that. Uh, it, it, it was really bad. Uh, I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Ryan McMahon was, was – I, I tweeted about it, but like, it feels like he and Alec Bohm did like a body switch in this <laughs> series. Like Alec Bohm was really good at third base in this series. And Ryan McMahon was about as bad as you could be. Never um, seen him that bad. Uh, man. Now, I, 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 and, and usually if people don't watch, he's a pretty solid defensive. He, he was, he was arguably, arguably should have won the, the national league gold glove last year at third base. I mean, yeah. It, he was that good. He was so, so good last year. And it got him a huge contract extension too. But I mean, that, whew, we, he was bad. He was really bad. And so was, uh, so was Connor Joe, I think was, was, was pretty bad. He was at least bad in that, uh, defensively, in that yeah. last we, we, game. With the yeah. bat, he was, he was, oh, he was good, but yeah, well, so as was, well. so was CJ Crone and, uh, Randall Gritchick is still off to a very hot start. So, I mean, they, they, Let's be honest here. The Rockies are not offensively, not a bad team. And even pitching wise, their bullpen was, you know, it's, it's due to regress obviously, but their bullpen was pretty good heading into uh, at least the first series where we faced them. And then uh, the, uh, the starting rotation is, is pretty underrated. I mean, yeah. it's not great by any means, but there are like four average or maybe slightly above average starters in that rotation. They'll keep you in the game. Right. So not a bad team per se, just in a really difficult division. But man, they looked like the worst team in baseball this week. They did. And it was refreshing 
to see it happen to another team, right? Certainly and, was. And and, oh, and we were we were good enough defensively. I think uh, the one error tonight, uh, which was the only error in the series, I believe. I think it was. Yeah, the only error in the series. Rocky made three in the opening opening game, two on the Tuesday game. Errorless on Wednesday, and then another three to, to tonight, two tonight. They definitely but, weren't errorless yesterday, but they were errorless yeah, in the, they, in the they box were score. Poor. Yeah. Yeah. But, they, but this, this team, the, the, con- the best thing about this is, is the contribution from everybody from one to nine and everyone who stepped in, even Stubbs last night. Oh, and, yeah. And I thought that, well, T Mac made me think that had gone. It was what one thirty in the morning, and I'm popped out of bed, going, "Yeah, it died. It still got down, but it, it died for a triple." But what what a what a team, <laughs> you know? I know it's one series, and it's hard to not get carried away. But like we said, that's not a bad bad Rockies team usually. But we saw it cause, and they're a completely different beast. But you still got to punish these teams and their mistakes, and that is something in the past we haven't done. Whereas this series. We did it, you know, 32 odd runs. We, we absolutely punished them. And even at times in the series when it was close and, and the, we were letting the Rockies back in a bit, we just got straight back at it. How, how refreshing. This Bills team has got a great pulse right now. Like offensively, like who, who are your standouts? Because there's so many. Uh, Alec Bohm. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's Alec Boehm. Uh He has, I mean, I I somewhat treated it as a little bit of like a joke in the first few games after his uh, after his you know obviously his disaster game against the Mets. Yeah. Uh, I almost was like, ah, oh, you know, he's a folk hero now, like blah blah blah. He has become a totally different person. I mean, he really has, and uh, you know you can exaggerate all you want about, you know, oh, that was the, you know, that, uh, that three error game was the best thing that ever happened to him. It was what Nick Castellanos said on the, uh, on the Rose report yep. was totally accurate. Totally, totally accurate. Alec Bowman is going to look back at that day and say, man, I'm glad that day happened because he has become a toy. He looks absolutely so comfortable in the box and he looks great at third base. I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, he's going to be a, a, an above average defender. He's not, He's not right. He's getting, we're, he's going to come crashing down to earth at some point. Right. But yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if he just looks comfortable in the box, I mean, what more can you ask for? Even if you have to wait two years for, um, you know, for, for unfortunately the club to move on from Reese Hoskins and then Alec Bohm takes over at first base, you know, still you, if he can just be like somewhat passable and only make like 11 errors on the year at third base, you're probably, you know, you're probably going to be able to, to deal with that, um, which is way better than what we were getting from him before. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's really exciting. Also, Nick Castellanos, he's on like, what, an eight-game hitting streak now. Um, Insane. It just, I mean, those are probably my, oh, and Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, who's playing with a hurt elbow and is up to like an 850 OPS on the season. That's pretty good. And, it, like, and, it, and it, <laughs> the thing with Alec Bowman is what I was saying in the video I posted during the game. Is the mental aspect of it all is why I'm so friggin' proud of, of Alec Bohm because he said in the offseason in, in a brilliant article in The Athletic how much he struggled mentally with mental health about that last season and how much it, it really got to him because he's still a young guy. 
And he's not, is it, was it his third season in baseball, full season in baseball at the moment? It's, he, he said it, it affected him badly. He, he was lost. You know, he, he, worked, he tried and tried and tried and nothing was happening for him defensively and his, his form at the plate went with it. Got himself together in the offseason. Had a good spring and had that Mets game. Said what he said. And I remember watching at the time and thinking, this is a guy who is, again, really going for it mentally. You know, he looks dejected. You just want to put an arm around him. And we're so lucky that we've got a team like of, of like teammates of Nick Castellanos and all the boys put their arms around him, picked him up, a guy who had reached rock bottom and who had made it publicly on show, rock bottom mentally. Everything was out on the line, as we all saw. The way he owned it is so commendable because, again, he's a young guy. He could have just gone into his shell and gone, right, I'm, I'm out of here. Send me to the minors. Get me out the limelight. I'm done. Nah, he came out. He owned it. Straight away got the Phillies fans back on side, got his teammates on side, together with the fans who were at that next game who gave him a standing ovation to his teammates. And Girardi played a part as well. And all the backroom staff, they've dragged this guy up and go, come on, you're better than this, Alec. You've got it. And what a, what a transformation since that very next game, that very next night and onwards. And now he looks confident. And like you said, he doesn't need to be a gold glove. He doesn't need to be above average. Just, just be, just be enough. Just be enough. You know, make the basic plays. Just do what you're doing right now. And with the bat, he probably is going to regress a bit because his start has been incredible. You know, leading the team in RBIs, the average is 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 on on base is brilliant. But a regression is going to come at some point. But still, just what I'm just so happy for him. I, I cannot put into words how happy I am because what story it is mentally. And not and, and performance wise, and it's just a great, great story. And long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, all you want from Alec is for his bat to outweigh the problems that his glove is going to give you, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it has far outweighed them at this point. Where I, I mean, his glove really hasn't since that Mets game given the Phillies any problems. Knock on wood. But like, that's that's ideally all you could ever ask for. And Look, I mean, if he is able to play just passable defense and swing the bat like he's been swinging it, you know, it doesn't matter if he ends up cratering for a couple games here or there because, you know, it, the overall value of what he's going to give you is 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 more than what you ever could have expected from him at this point. So um, I'm really excited about it. I, you know, I feel like a lot of people just don't think about the fact that baseball players are real human beings with real right. human emotions. I mean, we've seen multiple multiple people step away from the game not just Phillies players you know Adam Hazley obviously comes to mind but like you know uh there was a pitcher for the Angels who who completely announced his retirement and now he's found his way back to the game but like some of these guys just uh, right. the and, pandemic and affected them so, go ahead dude no, I was gonna say and Hazley was the same problem you know right and, but the, for mental reasons and has come back the pandemic affected these these players these people just as much as it affected you or I or anybody like everybody was depressed. <laughs> don't, don't get yeah, it twisted. Yeah. Everybody. And I, I don't want to harp on this for too long, but like, you know, it's everybody forgets that, you know, these, these guys have real life issues to deal with alongside the unsurmountable pressure. It is to be a baseball player, um, you know, and have millions and millions of eyes on you at all times. So um you know, I just think that, uh, especially for Alec to, to overcome 
something as big as he did uh, is, is, is pretty huge. I mean, so many kudos and props to him. He's, he's the man. Good for him. Absolutely. And the Phils in this series and to a certain extent in the Brewers series are adjusting to the ball not being as juiced and are now starting to play a lot more small ball and get it, just the ball in play because we're doing damage and we're manufacturing runs in so many different ways. We saw again today, but uh, Quinn bunting, stealing, stealing, Harper, stealing bases, JT stealing bases. The fields have been aggressive, but not trying to get the ball out the park. Now they're playing the small ball and they're playing it so well. You know, it's, it's, it's everything that they did in that series to try and score runs worked. And maybe, and Jack Fritz made a nice point in the high hopes podcast, which is an interesting one is have MLB, sort of deduce the balls to stop the home runs. But now the ball's going to get in play a lot more. We're going to see a lot more action with a lot more on basing, stealing bases, small ball, but a lot more action. And the Phillies, I just wonder if they've made that adjustment now and they're going to go, right, we'll wait till it heats up until we hit all the bombs. For now, we're going to play the small ball. We're going to get new dynamics to the game. And what, Alex, what a joy to watch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Mets are doing a similar thing right now um, mm. where, you know, you look at their offense and it's, it hasn't been all that impressive through, you know, the first few, at least, you know, numerically uh, through the first few weeks of, of baseball. But what they have been doing is just taking extra bases, you know, kind of death by paper cut style. And, yeah. and it is certainly working for them. So, you know, the Phillies to be following suit a little bit and granted it's only been a few series, but um, you know, the Phillies following suit would be, would be pretty big. Now. I think that this de-juiced baseball um, <laughs> is, is, is pretty bad for this team. Um, so they're going to need to make an adjustment or two, but it's, it's, it's not a very good thing because uh, you know, obviously with somebody like Kyle Schwarber struggling as much as he is right now, somebody like Nick Castellanos, you know, of course he's just a great pure hitter, but you would ideally like to see him hit a few more home runs um, this season, especially uh, same can be said for, you know, any of the other players on the Phillies roster. I mean, right. so there, and, and there have been a number of fly balls that, you know, have looked really good off the bat, especially yeah. off of Reese Hoskins bat, uh, some off of Kyle Schwarber's bat too, but Nick Castellanos's bat also, especially that have just kind of died. Um, and it does make you wonder, you know, would this team have gotten off to a completely different start were it not for, you know, the, the ball here but you know who's to say um and maybe you know maybe it's the big reason behind the the pitching struggles too i mean zach efflin took some time to refine his command ranger suarez is still looking for his zach wheeler you know obviously great start today but um you know having some velocity issues having some trouble low with location uh you know it's it's interesting that you know, major league baseball keeps messing with stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really frustrating because it really doesn't give you, you know, the whole story on, you know, what's real and what's, you know, maybe not sustainable, yeah. et cetera. So, but it, it is really nice to see the Phillies adjust and play some small ball. That was really, it makes for a fun baseball game. Absolutely. And then the Phillies, even though they are struggling to hit for the fences, they're still 10th in all of MLB. They're on 19, and they're only seven behind the Blue Jays, who are top. So it's definitely, definitely league-wide. Uh, league but in RBIs, the Phillies lead baseball with the Dodgers. Uh, 91 RBIs each. The Phillies are top of the RBI charts. Man, That's crazy. I didn't know that. It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. 
And you just think if we can properly sort out his defence or just keep doing what we just saw in this series, and the pitching's been a lot better this series, all, all round, there is there's a real chance. There's a there's a real chance, and it's it's given it doesn't take a lot, as we know. It's given me <laughs> so much hope going forward well, that, that let's let's talk about that too, really quick. The 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 Phillies defense has not been bad at all. No. Um Kyle Schwarber has more defensive. I, I say war, but it's more defensive value right now um, than he does offensive this season. Kyle Schwarber has been good in left field. And by yeah. good, I mean, you know, average. But average is good for Kyle Schwarber. Nick Castellanos. That catch last I, night. I, I, haven't, I haven't checked any metrics or anything on him, but the last thing I ever could have expected was Nick Castellanos to be a, a somewhat passable outfielder. Um, and he has a he has a cannon of an arm. We've seen that. Kyle Schwarber's arm is less good than I remember, yeah, but the also I, home plate, I think was, he's, last night wasn't amazing. But I think he's not really used to making those throws, though. I I think that he's trying to approach it too much like a catcher. He's not airballing it. He's kind of just throwing it right. on a line, and that's you know that's something that comes with with learning. But um, even so, I I have not I've not been upset with the way the Phillies outfield has played. I've not been upset with the way the Phillies infield has played Didi Gregorius is, you know, and outs above average hates him, but uh, he's, he's been okay. Cause it's because of his bad range, but he's been okay. Um, you know, he's right. made some really, some really good plays. Who gets this. Didi has, has been solid actually. Every yeah. time I've seen him. And if you go on Twitter, you'd think he's, 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 he's terrible. And <laughs> granted he's, he's way past his peak, but actually every time he's been called upon defensively, and with the bats so far this season, he's been he's been sound. He's been he's been just fine, and he's giving us good production with the bats, six RBIs, a nice average, getting on base. He's defensively has made I think nearly every double play or every chance he's had to get an out at, at, at base or throwing out at base. He's done it. He's he's contributed as much as anybody else, and it's him and him and Segura seem to have a really good understanding. Segura defensively is is a way. Oh of man, he's winning the Gold like, Glove. Winning a gold yeah, yeah, honestly, it's it's he's it, so good. He's he's just an all round. And who would have thought, you know, when, when Segura, I remember when Segura first signed for the Phils, a lot of people were thinking, well, he'd be here for two years and probably be moved on again because that his attitude's not good, and he tends to fall away. And oh, he's not people good for the love room. that one. Oh my god. And and now and now look at Gene. He's one of our most valuable players. If he went down injured, it would be noticeable. Well, and he he is beloved as well, not just you know, among fans, but on the team, everybody, yeah. lo- he's got great chemistry with everybody. That's the funny thing. Like people always like to talk about how he was such a locker room problem, but he's, he's obviously not. Uh, so, you know, don't believe everything you read folks, but uh, at the same time, I just, it is so, I look back at that Mariners trade, uh, you know, and that, that trade involved was Carlos it Santana. It was JP Crawford, Carlos yeah. Santana, uh, for Gene Segura and Juan Nicasio, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, back then it was great because, you know, JP Crawford had attitude problems here. He wasn't playing every day. You know, he really didn't want to be here. So he was never going to blossom here. Right. So ship him off. Why not get rid of Carlos Santana's remaining two years, 40 million, I think is what was left on the contract. Get rid of that. Um, and then, you know, subsequently you bring in, uh, really good player on a team friendly contract in, in Gene Segura. And you take on, I think Nicasio was owed like $9 million that year, which is Farrell. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but 
I mean, how, how well has that worked out for both sides? Obviously, you know, knowing what JP has kind of evolved into being the best defensive shortstop in baseball, probably, um, you know, you probably wish you, you, you had him back, but at the same time, he's about to start. He just signed a, what, six year deal, six year extension, something like that. Big, big, big money deal. Right. Whereas, you know, Gene Segura, he's on the last year of his contract properly. There's a 17 million team option next year that the Phillies are probably not going to pick up, but um, unless he's unbelievable this year, um, which he's been good, but I don't know if he's been 17 million good. Um, <laughs> I uh, I look back at that trade and I say, wow, that was very fair, like a very very fair deal. That's a, ideally how you want every trade to kind of work out. You know, the other team gets you know a guy that works better for their time timetable, and you get a guy that That's works right. better for yeah. your timetable, and it worked out that way. So, um, you know, I just think that Gene is, he's, he's so valuable. And I would be shocked, shocked if he stays healthy and plays all year, keeps playing like he's been playing. I'd be shocked if he didn't win a gold glove or at least yeah. wasn't a finalist. At least got to the all-star this time, you know? Oh man. I hope so. Guy, I'm still, I'm still not happy about him being dropped last year. Um, the offense for once, you know, when players are struggling, the, the offense was there to, to back, back up and stand accountable. Hoskins didn't have a great series, but we, we know Reese. We, we, we know when he's cold, he's cold. When he's hot, he's one of the best players in the team without a doubt. He will get hot again. But we know Reese is a very streaky player. I'm not worried about Hoskins whatsoever because timely against the Mets is when he usually starts picking it up again. JT Real Muto's had a great series and he really has. He's had a great start to the year, catching wise, uh, calling the games, framing, Picking off runners again is already much better than last year. And at the bat, there's been a big improvement for JT. We sort of, not blowing our own trumpets, we sort of called it before the season, you know, JT is going to have a comeback year. And I wrote a whole article about you, it. You did, you did. And where can we find that, Alex? <laughs> oh, you can find that on uh, si.com slash Phillies uh, or follow us on inside at, at Inside the Phillies on Twitter. Um, I wrote I wrote about it just how, you know, he's he's been better than, you know, the Phillies Twitterverse has been making it, making you out to believe, um, you know, obviously just one of those guys constantly putting up three to four war at worst, but also, and an, another thing that you, you didn't mention, Dave, he's been insanely good on the base paths, stealing extra bases yeah, what an all the time, what an all the time. He is, uh, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's my favorite hitter on the planet. It's frustrating that he swings and misses a lot. He, you know, goes chasing at that. He's got a huge hole in his swing. Um, not even in his swing, just he has a weak spot and that's, you know, directly off the plate, uh, especially on breaking stuff. But, you know, we can discern that he's probably working on that, but the guy, just a good baseball player on both sides of the ball. I mean, what, what more could you ask for than a guy that is going to be, you know, huge for you at the plate. He leads all Phillies in F4, by the way, you know, guy that's absolutely huge at the plate doesn't necessarily call games as well as you'd want him to, but that's not always his fault. They go out there with a game plan that's designed for them. Right. So, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't think about all these different things that kind of go into the machinations of, you know, they don't just give JT the, the, the pitch arsenal and say, okay, your game now, like that's not how this works. So um, it's really interesting to, uh, to see how the fans perceive him versus how, you know, when you really dive into the metrics, He's just a very good baseball player. Um, and, you know, I'm happy for him. I think he's yeah. off to a great start to the year, and I'm pumped and, about it. And the fact that 
he's played nearly the vast majority of all games already. His workload's oh. been seriously heavy already. Just shows that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Well, Stubbs has come in twice, three times this season. That's it. I yeah, think. I think three times. Um, and Stubbs, I've been impressed with as well. Actually, at the plate, Camargo cooled off a little bit, but still contributed. And another good story tonight: Roman Quinn. Ah, oh. a boy, a boy, Roman. Like, I, I when people said saw him come up obviously stock's gone down it is disappointing but i looked at roman stats in the minors and thought hold on he's he's doing well in the minors okay let's see what he can do manufactured a run all by himself bunt still base still base got brought home by reese his, his speed looks there just just please stay fit for the dear i'm not a religious guy but god if you're out there just please give this guy a break <laughs> just please let him be healthy for a season for him you know mentally and yeah and as a player more than anything else because that that's what we get that that's roman quinn he's not the brightest on the base pass sometimes defensively he's not solid but he's good enough but in in tight games which it was at one point that run was crucial and it's going to be yeah. crucial his speed's going to be invaluable if he keeps that this season and all of a sudden center field's not as much of the problem as as what we what we imagined uh yeah, we get into muddy waters with this one, but uh, well, you know, no, with... I, I, it's, not, it's, not, it's not as bad as we thought. Uh, yeah. Quinn, you know, Herrera contributed, did, did performance-wise, did well. Veiling, I'm not too worried about Veiling because no. he's still his at bats have been decent, and actually when he makes contact with that ball, it flies. He's been yeah. so unlucky. This season, he has been. Really, he's like, been supremely unlucky. He's he's just a guy who needs something to go his way. Just yeah, a bl- even a bloop, even if it's a bloop, you know, it'd be an irony that he's smashing the ball and getting outs, but a bloop just just get him on base because I feel he could be just as valuable. And I think Girardi feels that as well. He keeps so he keeps playing him. So it's offensively, what a what a what a series overall offensively yeah. with the bats. Yeah, it was good. I mean, what I really like about where Roman sits with this roster right now is that, you know, he doesn't really have to worry about being one of those center field options where they turn to him and say, okay, you know, we need you to produce today. They don't need that from him. All they need from him. He's the 26th man, right? All they need from him is speed. You know, when we put you in the batter's box, do something productive because he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to start many games. He's not going to, you know, be pinch hitting for many guys. So, you know, what he's going to do is he's going to be a pinch runner and he's going to be a defensive replacement for the most part. Right. So as long as he can just do those things relatively well, cover a lot of ground when, which is, you know, his specialty, obviously, but you know, you saw it today, bunt for a base hit. Goodness gracious. I wish he'd been doing that his entire career, Bunt for a base hit, draw, (laughs) draw if you get some base. Yeah. Draws a four pitch walk to, to get an RBI. Like it's, if that's all he's doing, there's not a lot of pressure on him right now. Right. So I like that for him. And I like that for his, you know, ability, to, ability to stay healthy. As far as, you know, Matt Veerling goes, I would love to see him get the majority of the playing time, obviously not just because of off field reasons, but because we've seen this from Odubel Herrera before, right? He, he, he gets hot for a second. He, he gets hot enough to stay, you know, stay in the manager's good graces. And then he falls off a cliff. And we just saw the other night made a terrible, terrible play in center field. Very luckily wasn't punished for it because they got the out at second base with Grichik not paying attention to the game, I guess. Um, but he has a, a baseball IQ of zero. He, 
He Odubel Herrera is a just fundamentally bad baseball player. Doesn't matter, you know, if he gets up there and gets in the box and blasts a home run. Cause guess what? The next at bat, he's striking out on three pitches, swinging at nothing that's in the zone. Like he is always guessing no matter what he is doing. He's guessing at the plate. He's guessing in the field. He is never a sure thing. Right. So I wish they would, you know, yield to somebody who's probably a part of the future of this franchise being Matt Veerling. And you know, when Mickey Moniak gets back, I would wish that he's going to get starts yeah. too, but who could have predicted this? You know, Odubel Herrera is hot enough to where he probably will get the nod over Veerling in most scenarios and will probably get the nod over Moniak as well when he gets back. So and whatever could, is could what it is. You say about confidence, that's actually a really good point or pressure because the likes of JT, Reese, Quinny, Veerling, Alec, the, the, the pressures, now we've got Castellanos and Schwarber in, and Harper's got that big backup around him. Where there was last year pressure on the likes of these guys to back Harper up, now Castellanos and Schwarber are here and delivering. There's less pressure on these guys, and they're playing with less pressure, and it's showing. Um, Reese, okay, didn't have the best of series, but JT is playing like a man who's not feeling the pressure that he has to deliver because everyone's relying on him because there's nobody else behind him. Uh, Alec Bohm is another prime example. There's, there's less eyes on him now. There's not as much pressure because... You're getting out. You've got Camargo or Diddy behind you or, or Veerling, uh, who's going to back you up or, or get back to the top of the line. You've got Sakura, who's, who's an on-base uh, on base machine. and it, It's just the lineup is how we... how Well, we saw in this series, anyway, the lineup is how exactly how we hoped. And going forward, and we'll get to that shortly, is how it's going to stay, because <laughs> May, May's brutal. We'll get to that shortly. Pitching side... Good, good series for pitching. Really good. Really good. Really and, you good. Know, and even the Brewers series, the pitching wasn't a disaster. Uh, the game two that we lost 5-3, but the game, the last game, the third game against the Brewers, we only allowed one. Yep. Should have lost that game. Should not have. No. Uh, Gibson, <laughs> uh, who was the starter in that game? That was, because uh, that was a Knable. It was Nola. No, against, yeah, Nola against the Brewers. Great start in, yeah. in that game. Gibson carried it on. Good from Gibson. Exactly what you want from your fifth starter. Maybe a bit better. Man, actually. he has been so good. He has been so, so good to start the year. I have been so thoroughly impressed with Kyle Gibson. I mean, I they are not putting a very good infield defense behind him, and he is still succeeding, which is pretty big. I mean, he's he's vastly changed his game plan, too. He's throwing way more change-ups, way more curveballs, way more sliders, way more cutters. He's throwing more secondaries in general. A lot of variety, which is, isn't that? Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. And he's utilizing them well. Like, one day the change-up is working really well. The next day the slider's working really well. The next day, you know, he's just focusing mainly fastball. Like, guy's killing it. He's he's really – he's impressed me a lot. Yeah, um, small sample size, of course, in April, but – 23.1 innings pitch, 23 strikeouts. His strikeout rates, it wasn't as good last year, was it? No, no. It, He's never been a strikeout pitcher in his whole life. Like, <laughs> wow. What? And again, small sample size, uh, ERA 3.47. For, for your fifth start, for your, your pretty much what is he? He's a fifth starter. Yeah, fifth starter. Really? You, 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 he's going better. He's going yep. beyond and better. Uh, then game two, Zach Eflin. Oh, yes. And Zach nearly had his ERA below three before that before that home run. I was I had a tweet ready in my drafts going a big Zach Eflin's under two uh, three ERA, but what a start for a man who 
a few months ago, wasn't expected to even be in this roster at this point of the season. He looked, the last game looked really in command. He's not striking out as much, but that's not a worry. He's still getting the outs. I, I, what, and again, so many good stories in this team at the moment. Zach Eflin is another really good comeback story. Zach Eflin Hive, stand up. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Yesterday's game. So I'm losing my voice With tonight. Suarez. Oh, that's, oh, that's singing. Suarez. <laughs> yeah, Suarez not quite back. Or Actually, what I see from Suarez this season so far, from my eyes, is the kind of Suarez I was expecting last season. Not, not mm-hmm. bad. Good. Actually, he's been decent. You know, okay, 4.42 ERA. He sort of tails off towards the end of his end of his outings, but it's sort of what that's sort of what the Suarez expected last year. You know, not the one to be absolutely mega is what we saw, and maybe the expectation of that coming into this season maybe playing a bit on him. But I've been happy with Suarez relatively enough. You know, yeah, in- his his ERA is ballooned by the way from that Alec Bohm game. Um, so that's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. put too much stock stock into that as yeah. well as the fact that. He's actually, he's looked quite good. The only thing that's really off about him right now is, is some of the command. Um, it looks to be the slider command, which makes sense because he, he wasn't throwing the slider a lot last year, but um, it also makes sense that they kind of want to introduce that third pitch just because otherwise he's going to get figured out pretty quickly. Yeah, um, two, but two he's, been, is, he's been doing exactly what, you know, exactly what you, what you want him to do. He's breaking bats. He's, he's getting in on the hands of guys. He's, um, you know, he's mixing his pitch as well. Just, struggling with the command a little bit and it's come back to bite him, but I'm, I'm not mad at all. I've no, the, the, the fact that he hasn't started the year by getting absolutely shelled and has instead substantiated the velocity uptick that we saw last year is huge. I mean, it basically means, you know, Ranger Suarez is not a myth. It's he's a good starting pitcher. Right. So, you know, that's really exciting for me. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of our pitching Stats are inflated by the Marlins series. <laughs> the Marlins oh always seem gosh. to inflate our stats. Uh, and Zach Wheeler, seven strikeouts tonight, no runs allowed. That was better from Zach. And it, you know, mm-hmm. what? quickly before I get more into Zach, all of our starters are going six innings and on, which is which is good as well. Good signs that we're not going to overload the bullpen. This that series relatively fresh going into a big series coming up. But Wheeler, is that five straight quality starts? I think. I just, I would, and now oh no, was, Ranger Suarez was not a quality. Um, but, but it was job done. It, it was, it still went it was good. six, I think. Nola was outstanding. So we had a whole round of our rotation relatively solid. You know, yeah. we only gave up what eight runs in the whole series. Mm. What a contrast the last time we played the Rockies, albeit completely different environments. But the improvement inside a week and a half, and, and that's a long time in baseball. 24 hours is a long time in baseball. A week and a half is a real long time in baseball, and I am so full of... And the bullpen, the bullpen overall, Alex, throughout the whole season, actually hasn't been a dumpster fire as people were made out it was going to be. And I know Falter and Jones is ERA, and Nelson is quite high, but these are young pitchers who are sort of maybe in there too soon because of we don't have much else. Um, which can be expected. But the main guys of our bullpen, they haven't actually been as bad as, as what was being advertised at the start of the season. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm still not quite sold on Jerry's Familia. Uh, I'm enjoying the Brad Hand experience a little bit more than I thought I would. Um, that's, he, he wasn't great today, but that also wasn't exactly his fault. 
per se. Uh, you know, defense yeah. let him down a little bit. Um, I'm definitely re- I'm I'm supremely impressed with Sir Anthony Dominguez, of course. Um, I'm also they haven't gotten bad returns from Andrew Bellotti and uh, uh, James Norwood, who have like been surprisingly okay as fill-ins yeah. while they wait for Sam Coonrod and Connor Brogdon to get better and things like that. Um, I also think that we'll probably, I, I'm about to put out a piece on this, actually. Uh, I, I think we're probably going to see Francisco Morales uh, come up sooner rather oh, really? than later. Um, yeah, he he looks unreal right now uh, in double-A. He's at 11.2 innings. He struck out 18, uh, and he's walked right. five. Okay. He, hasn't, he hasn't allowed a run. Uh, he's walked five, but four of those walks came in the same like one outing and like the same, his fastball was just all over the place that night and he still didn't allow a run. So um, it was, it's pretty interesting. Uh, And he's made the full switch to a, to a bullpen role. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, where that takes us this season. Um, So, you know, in general, I really do. And Knable has obviously been, he's been, he's been pretty good. Um, Has it, there've been a couple of his appearances where I've been like, okay, he needs to settle in a little bit, but, uh, for the most part, I've I've really enjoyed what I've seen from him. It's certainly so, been the the best. Yeah, you know, it's nice to have a legit closer, isn't it? We to have a guy that you can Neris just look at and always, say, okay, like, Neris was was brilliant for the Phils, and I'm forever stan Hector Neris. You know, I, I love the guy, but he was never a closer. He was there because Robertson didn't work out in the end, was it? Robertson, if he'd stayed healthy, could have been a different story. Um, oh. but Canable just looks assured. You know, nine times out of ten, you're right. A couple of outings, you're thinking. Mm, and the loss to the Brewers, but is, I mean, is there's the not a lot you can do about that one. No, ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> By so, the way, well, uh, a, dro- a drop ball in the outfield. Yeah, it's, it wasn't Hector Neris in nine point one innings. Don't, don't, the, uh, Alex, don't with do the it, Houston don't. Astros has a uh, a point five four WHIP <sighs> and a point nine six ERA. Um, only struck out seven batters though. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, just thought I'd let you all know. No, uh, I know. I'm well aware uh, George from UK Astros is keeping me nice upstate on the old uh, Hector Neris, who, who's painful. getting very, very popular with the fans down there I just already. don't understand why you wouldn't. I, I do understand it, right? They want to fall back under the luxury tax next year. But why wouldn't you just pay Hector Neris the extra two and a half million over well, two years? Is, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it because it's going uh, to. I don't want to get annoyed tonight, but yeah. It hurts I, my head. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So the Phillies are back at 500, 10 and 10, going into a, a, a really big oh, part huge. of the season. Huge. The, the, the Mets, we play them seven times in the next 11 days. Aye, aye, aye. Like, I'm just trying to find who we've got in between that. My app's just not working. Uh, uh, oh, no, the Mar- oh, no, it's the Rangers. Two games with the Rangers in between that. Oh, jeez, um, Louise. At, at home, but we go, we, we go to New York. Uh, the matchups are uh, Nola versus McGill. Now, the, I know McGill's the first one. McGill yep. had a great outing as his last time. Frustratingly, yes. I'm, I'm hoping now they've seen him, they can work him out. If Nola kicks on from his last outing, we've got, we've got every single chance of that. Yep. Gibson versus Walker. Mm-hmm. Is that Walker's first start this year? No, it's his. Oh, he has got he, a zero. He left. He left with a uh, with an injury against the Phils, I think. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He left with an injury against another team. Can't remember. Um, but he was good against the Phillies in his first outing. Yeah, he was. He yeah, he I was believe. frustrating. And then Gibson Walker on Saturday, and then 
Um, thanks, ESPN. Probably Scherzer. Another Sunday night game taken away from us for UK friendly. So, oh. Eflin versus Scherzer. Yeah, that's going to be. Scherzer has been lights out this He's year. He's been as, good. As advertised, that's going to be. I might, it's a bank holiday for us in the UK, so I'm going to stay up for that. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not missing that. And then, and then a big day off. Billy's could do the day off after that. Yep. Then the Rangers, and then the Mets again at home. And I think a four-game series with the, with the Mets. So, and then and then May just to to really lament. Yeah, four games against the Mets after that. Then we're on the road to the Mariners, on the road to the Dodgers, then back home against the Padres. Back home against the Dodgers, on the road to Atlanta, on the road to New York, and then back home to San Fran. Where else see you guys there? Um, but what, what am I? But the Phillies have just, just try and win the home series. And if we drop the road series, if we're 500 out of that schedule in May, I think I'm going to be relatively happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a hard schedule. What you really want to see is, oh, geez, I just hit my microphone there. Um, what you really want to see is, uh, ideally, they just perform well against the good teams. Like they just put yeah. up a fight. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you definitely want to see them not roll over against bad teams, which, again, I stand by the opinion that this team is built to beat bad teams. So, you know, even though we haven't seen that yet, uh, I think, well, we just did with the Rockies, but that was really not the Phillies that did that. And the, Rockies, the Rockies that beat themselves. And the Rockies have started well, and we're well above 500 right. going into the series. But, you know, I'm talking about like the Diamondbacks. I'm talking about like the, you know, the really, Marlins. really bad teams. The, Mar- the Marlins aren't really, really bad. though. Like, obviously, the pitching no, staff is know. very good. The they, offense is is better than it was in years they, past. They just swept a, a, a turgid national side. Well, yeah, that's the Nationals. But, but, but the, you the know... Nets- it's like if, if I'll be, I'll be so low if all our hard work's been undone with a dreadful Mets series coming up. We, we yeah, I mean, just... they have the advantage in two of these pitching matchups. So, well, <laughs> not the advantage, but they, they, they are, they are dead even on the Aaron Nola Tyler McGill matchup. I would think, and then um, Gibby Walker as well potentially. They if probably Gibson they carries on. They probably have the Gibson edge in in Taiwan Walker versus Kyle Gibson. So. I mean, it really, it probably comes down to that, that final start against Scherzer. If they can come out of this series, you know, two to one, that would be, that would be huge, especially when you're about to go face some really tough West coast competition. Uh, But again, glad they're getting that out of the way now. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And then looking into the, the darling distance, actually June on paper and July, our summer actually, is is on paper is in fact the rest of the season till I'm, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. But <laughs> May, May, so if we can stay 500 at May, now the Mets are only four games ahead, and if we if we could if we could take two, we'll be three games behind going into a Rangers series, which we should be look at home. We should be looking at beating the Rangers at home, winning both those games. Then the Mets come. I don't to know town. about that. I think, I think the Rangers are not only going to be sporting uh, a returning Philly in Brad Miller, who is going to um, light boom, them boom, up. Don't, Alex, um, don't. But I they also, they have really, really, I think they play in a dreadful park. They play in a, in a chasm of a ballpark. And I think that offense is really going to come undone when they, when they come out uh, to Citizens Bank. I mean, Corey Seager with a short porch, Brad Miller with a short porch. We already know uh, Marcus Simeon. 
I mean, their pitching is bad, but they are a strong offensive team. So you got to just hope that the pitching can shut them down. And, and you know, you know what's going to happen, Alex, don't you? You know who else is returning? Spencer Howard. Oh, Spencer Howard? Is, are they you, lined up? You to, know are they lined he's going to gonna pitch against us. You know he's going to have to stand out. Wait, outing. is he really? Stella outing of his life. He has come off the IL, so he is, he is back in the Yeah, fold. I was going to say, I thought he was still on the injured list. Hold no, on, let back. me let me look at the probables. Oh, there's a TBD on May 3rd, and then a TBD on May 4th. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, Spencer <laughs> Howard, redemption. Oh, no. to, you know, you, we, I can just... I'm calling did you see it now. what Did you see what happened to him in his, his, his last start, Dave? Did you see what happened? What, when he, he got allowed... Pitched? He allowed five home runs to it was the Blue ugly. Jays. It oh, was, it was terrible. It was, it was bad. Like, how can that, like, quickly digress, but how can it go so wrong for Spencer, who looked it's, so good in the minors coming up? Like, how is it just the, the wheels have come off in such I a honestly, honestly believe it's the Phillies' fault. I, I truly believe that because I feel like a lot of people forget he was a red shirt before he was drafted. And he, it, it's because he's experienced so many injuries. He's been hurt a lot. Um, so, you know, he was, he was pitching out of the bullpen. Phillies drafted him in the second round. He then went on to, you know, slowly build up to a starter's workload, but then quickly escalated through this, the Philly system and then was aggressively promoted to the major leagues when he hadn't even fully stretched out yet. His only problem, right, is the inability to, to sustain fastball velocity. Uh, well, he's got more problems than that. But at this point, it's become more detrimental because he's trying to work on too many things at once. And I really think that the, the Phillies just screwed him over there. I, I, I yeah. really think they didn't take it yeah. slow enough with him. And, uh, you know, it's kind of come back to, to bite him. That being said, Dave Dombrowski with the absolute masterclass stealing Kyle Gibson for this year because we saw what the starting pitching market looked like monetarily. Um, and Dave Dombrowski really came through on that one. However, Hans Kraus also looks quite bad. So, you know, it's, eh, you win some, you lose some, but I, I think, you know, especially if Spencer Howard develops into anything for the, for the Rangers, um, I think it'll probably be a bullpen piece. Uh, but we'll see. They have a lot of confidence in him and they keep throwing him out there. So, yeah, they, 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 they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, they also left him in after he got shelled early on that, in that game, which I really just to get. I think they're just, in. they're trying to give him innings. <laughs> it's like what the Phillies are trying to do with Zach Wheeler. Even if he's stinking up the place, they have to give him the innings. They have to let him stretch out. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard, but. They are sacrificing major league wins to do it. So they really believe in him. Alex, we go Mets, Rangers, and then we'll probably do another pod before the homestand with the with the Mets. Three games, so oh, five in God. total. The record after the Rangers series, when we welcome a four-game series with the Mets. Next five games, three out of five, four out of five. I don't think you can say four out of five just because I think uh, you have that, to expect that, that, something that to go... winning the Mets series and then splitting or winning the, the Rangers series. You have to expect something to go wrong with the Mets series, right? Like something, it always goes weird when, when, when <laughs> yeah, they play the yeah. Mets. So they're, if I had to guess, they're probably going to lose the Nola start, win the Gibson start, and then lose the... Um, Eflin. The Eflin start against Scherzer because, of course, and it's Sunday Night Baseball, so of course they're going to lose that. Um, but 
I think then if that happens, if that's how that lines out, then I think they're going to sweep Texas in the two games. I think no matter how you slice it, you're probably looking at three wins out of these next five games, but it's going to come in a dreadful fashion. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's, it's probably going to happen that way. If not, I don't mind just taking two, um, you know, if it's any worse than that, it's, it's bad, but. And this series with the Mets is always something quirky happens in these games and the Mets are fired up. And I'd say one loose pitch from Alvarado at any of their players. And we could see some benches clearing. Well, and Um, the Phillies are hot too. So everybody's hot. Everybody's going to be, you know, chomping at the bit. And and the thing is last Scherzer Allison we had, we loaded the bases twice against him. We just couldn't finish it off. I wonder this time could, although I think Scherzer has now settled right in as well. I would like to stake my claim. I'm putting my flag in the sand. Kyle Schwarber is going to carry this series for the Phillies. He was unreal against the Mets last year. I don't think they can hold him back two series in a row. That's just gut feeling here. And I would gladly sacrifice a sweep to the Texas Rangers if that means the (laughs) Phillies sweep this three-game series with the New York Mets. That and that would be then that would be prime Phillies as well. You know, oh. that, that would be the Phillies Please of Lord. the last 10 years. That'd be um, great. I, I'm saying, you know, if we can get sure throughout the game early in that Mets series or in that in that game, then get into their bullpen. The Mets have been sorted, but the Mets are due, they did due some losses, they're due to they're due to <laughs> Mets, aren't they? Surely, I mean, yeah, I, th- those games against the Cardinals. Wow. Yeah, the one, yeah. I don't know if anybody was watching those, any listeners, but like they had some unreal luck against the Cardinals. I, whew, it was rough. I mean, who could have ever expected Nolan Arenado of all people to botch a throw to first base and that causes the dominoes to fall for the Cardinals? Like so yeah, rough. Nice one, Nolan. Um, oh. Alex, I think that is, I think that's it. I think that is all. For now, my, my voice is badly going, actually. Oh, no. Uh, with all the cheering and the, the excitement. But, Alex, wow. it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Oh, I'm, I'm saying three out of five. I, I'm with you. Whatever pattern it takes, I would, I'll be happy <laughs> with three out of five. It means we go above 500 when we welcome back the Mets. So, yep. I'll take it. Alex, absolute pleasure. Everyone, thank you for listening. Um, if you like what you've heard, please hit, hit that subscribe button. I had so much good feedback about the podcast of late. So thank you very much for that as well. Uh, keep spreading the word. Keep telling your friends. Listen to Broad Street to Britain alongside your other favorite Phillies podcasts. And we will see you next week. Alex, for myself, it's Ring the Bell. And Alex? Ring the Bell, Dave. Yeah.